something happened to this podcast this week that made me decide, man, it's time to do an episode on marketing. We need to market ourselves correctly, and we're going to talk about it today. So here's what I've learned over the last 145 episodes of this podcast. I've been doing it episode a week, so that'll give you a feel for how long it's been around. There's been a couple of episodes, a couple of weeks right after the pandemic when I did two episodes a week, but that didn't last very long. And here's what I've learned as I've gone and from what are my host Buzzsprout teaches us, you need to market your podcast in a way that it draws attention because it can be as interesting as it possibly can. But if you don't have a way to draw the people there in the first place, it may never get heard. So here's what happened to the podcast this week. I'm trying to come up with an eye-catching title of last week's episode to try to get people, sometimes even a negative title. In fact, sometimes a negative title will bring in more listeners because people like to hear negative stuff. My other podcast with my preacher, Church Debater and Preacher Mike, had a controversial title this week and a controversial topic, and we got more discussion on our Facebook group than ever before. But here's what I did. I I recorded the episode last week, and I titled it, Dumb things substitute teachers do. And I said, well, that's kind of eye-grabbing. Let's see how it goes. Now, even though the official publishing hour of this podcast is Sunday mornings, I usually have loaded it about 3 a.m. in the past. Last few weeks, I've actually been loading it at 5 p.m. on Saturdays because it kind of gives me a feel... I don't get the majority of listens, but I get enough listens that I can get some feedback. In fact, it helped me one time. I had actually loaded the wrong episode. So here's what happened this week. I looked at about 10 p.m. before I went to bed on Saturday night, and there was only single digits of listens. And I'm thinking, man, it's usually much greater than that. What is going on? And I'm looking back at that title, and I'm thinking, man— have substitute teachers taken offense to that title? Maybe they don't want me to point out the dumb thing substitute teachers do. And of course, that's not really what that episode was about. So I went back in there. Before I, once it's published, I'll, I'll promote it across different formats, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of thing. Before I did that, I went back in and changed my title to Dumb things substitute teachers should and shouldn't do. And I was hoping that title alone would be marketing enough to get it, to get a few more listens. I knew that I probably wasn't going to go up to the level because I'd already ruined it with the first title. Here's what happened. All of a sudden, I look in just a few hours later, and it's well 
taken off to the point that I'm thinking, man, did was that really the title? But that just kind of shows you what marketing will do for you. That episode now, in its first seven days, is the most listened to episode of the last two years. That is the honest truth. So the first four episodes was probably, or first four hours, I should say, after release was one of the least listened to times, and then by the time the week was over, it was one of the most listened to. So it it made me feel, you know, marketing ourselves as substitute teachers, man, that's the exact same thing. How do you, first of all, market yourself to the schools? And eventually, here in a few seconds, we'll talk about how that folds over into marketing yourself as a to a teacher so that that teacher wants you to come back. I was asked this week, I, there was one student in class that he wasn't really doing anything wrong. He was just sitting on a chair in such a way that I said, now you know, I'll get in trouble if I let you sit on the chair because he was sitting on it in such a way that it might break it. So I said, now you know, I, I want to come back here. If the principal comes in and he sees that I've let you sit on the chair that way, then I'm going to be in trouble. And one of them looked at me and said, Greg, will you really be in trouble? And it made me think of that that uh, episode we had about leverage, which was also a very popular episode. Once you get some leverage, it will take a little bit more of you making trouble than it would have before for them to ask you to leave. I've seen substitute teachers that don't market themselves well and get asked to leave almost immediately. I've been through situations now where I've got several different schools. I've been contacted by four schools this week that I am not teaching at because they want to know if I'm available for a long-term role. That comes from a little bit from the way you market yourself. And substitute teachers are needed very highly. And my point with that student was, once you establish, get a good reputation as a substitute teacher, you know, you market it yourself well, they like the way you handle yourself in a class. Sometimes when I have other teachers in here with me, they'll comment to me that they like the way I taught. Now, to be honest, do I teach slightly differently when I've got help in here? The method might be different because I'm probably less loose when there's another teacher in here, if that makes sense. And I know you all know what I'm talking about, but there's just a way you handle yourself differently. I goof off more if there's not a second teacher in here. Now, even if there's a second teacher in here or a principal, and I've had that too, I will still make it a friendly environment. That's what they like to see. So maybe the first thing we want to talk about is you need to market yourself as a friendly person. Now, guys, I'm not talking about extrovert versus introvert. Some of you are introverts, and there's really nothing you can do about that, but you definitely need to come across as friendly. Not all of us had to go through an interview. I'm not sure, you know, I didn't have to do one. I'm not sure because that was because some of them already knew me. I'm not sure because if they were so desperate, they'd, quote, take anybody as long as they pass the background check. I don't know, but I didn't have to do that. A lot of you do. Maybe the majority of you do. You need to come across in that 
interview in a friendly way, not a disciplined way, not regimented, not if they ask you how would you deal with the situation, I, you don't come across as a you don't want to come across as a person who cracks the whip and makes sure that the kids know that it's my way or the highway. They might love that in the corporate world. They don't so much love it in school. They want to know how you're going to be sympathetic. So when you go to that first administration interview-type situation, market yourself as a friendly person. Market yourself, actually, This I've, I've mentioned this before, market yourself as someone who believes that students come before education. And, of course, that's, that's the old argument. We don't know what those kids have gone through in their lives in the past week or even just this morning. But be a little sympathetic. You can't let them get out of control. So in that interview, you just say, I, I want to make sure I can relate to the students. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt as long as they're not disrupted. Just because they're struggling with an assignment, I'm not going to come on down on them hard and just say, you need to get this finished. Well, maybe they need some assistance with getting it finished. Maybe their attitude just needs a little pick-me-up. Market yourself in such a way in that interview that you let administration know that that's how you feel about it. So marketing yourself to the teachers. Now, this might go back a little bit to introvert, but you still need to be a friendly person. Be one of those that you go in, get there early. I like to get there. You're not like me. My wife makes fun of me for doing this. Classes don't start till 8.05 where I'm at right now. I'm usually in the building at 7 o'clock. I figure, all right, I'm already up. Uh, I wake up at 5 o'clock every day, and I know I'm in the minority for that, so by 6.30, I'm just sitting around either playing on my computer, maybe working in some regard, watching some TV. I might as well come on in and get some things ready. So if you're a substitute teacher, try to get there early. Don't artificially do this next thing, but walk down the hallway, nod to the teachers, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Greg Collins. I am substitute teaching for Miss Smith today. Glad to be here. You know, they will see your face. They will ask probably if you need any help. They will see that you're trying to be friendly. Now, can it be superficial? Of course it can. In fact, there was a question, not on my, not on the Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group, but on another teaching Facebook group that I came across yesterday where they actually ask, I noticed that one of the substitutes gave a $5 gift card to their teacher just as a thank you. Do you guys ever do that? Here's my response. And it was pretty much the same from everybody. To me, that's a little bit too much. That's a little bit too superficial. You could say that that's a way to market yourself. Keep in mind, I'm a person that doesn't even like to leave business cards as a substitute teacher. I think that can often come across a little bit desperate. Here's the best way to market yourself to the teacher you've just subbed for. Let's start with the don'ts. Don't 
and this is probably some of you are going to disagree with me, don't leave a laundry list of all the negative things that the students did that day. Keep in mind, that teacher's close to these students. Do they give, do some of the students give them trouble? Sure they do. Will some of them give you trouble? Sure they will. But if you come across as a substitute teacher that leaves overly negative notes all the time, every class, about everything, I mean, getting up and sharpening their pencil when you didn't want them to, yawning, taking a little moment to themselves, closing their eyes just to rest for a moment. Guys, that's okay. Here's the way you market yourself, though. Here's the way that is going to make you have a better reputation for those teachers you're subbing for. Don't leave negative comments unless you have something, you know, if if something physical took place, obviously you're going to have to report that. But otherwise, tell the teacher what the positive aspects were. If you know, if for some reason you hear through the grapevine, maybe a class that the teacher has had trouble with in the past, well, leave some positive things about that one too. Here's what I liked about that class today. Here's what I thought how they treated me with respect. Here's how I think these students behave today in a positive way. Here's my favorite class of the day. Here's why. Fold in ideas like they they worked hard. They were quiet, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of being totally quiet. To be honest, I like a little talking. I like a little back and forth. But market yourself as someone who comes across as caring for those students instead of just somebody that can't wait to discipline and say something negative about those students, and you will market yourselves better. Once one teacher hears the comments you've made, whether positive or negative, that is a grapevine. They will tell other teachers. They will either say, I wasn't really comfortable with the comments the teacher left, the substitute teacher left, or they will say, This substitute teacher is really a positive person. I think I'm going to ask them back. They'll tell other teachers that. And all of a sudden, you'll have people asking you all the time to come back and substitute teach. So the best way to market yourself is not to hand out gift cards, is not to hand out even business cards, but promote yourself leave notes that is going to leave a pleasant taste in the mind of the teacher that you substitute for, and you'll be much better off. Then those darling students. Now, this will change based on the grade that you're teaching. As most of you know, I teach mainly high school right now. I still kind of think that maybe middle school is my comfort zone. I'm not sure. I I don't want the high school students that listen to this to hear that and feel negatively about it. There's just something about, I love the high school because you can have all kinds of intense conversations. You can't really do that in middle school, but yet you're forming their mind. So I like each of those areas for different reasons. I prefer not to go to elementary school. I've only done one elementary school, and it was a fifth grade day. That's the only time I've ever done it. And 
given your the situation you're in, the way you market yourself to the students is going to come across a little bit differently. Don't market yourself as a yeller. They hate that. Do not, whether you like it or not, those students are going to make comments about substitute teachers to the regular teachers. Even when I'm a long-term son, but I have to be off for a day or two to do something or maybe just a sickness or whatever, they will tell me, I wasn't real crazy about this substitute because of this. And now as another substitute, I don't really have the right to say anything about it, but you know if they're willing to tell me that, they're willing to tell the other teacher that. So make sure you market yourself in this way. Come across positive to those students. Don't yell at them and say that they've got to get this work done. Come up with creative ways. We said this last week. If there's a way to interject a story into the assignment that you see they're doing today, do it. That's what they love. Also, think about showing as much attention to those students that you can. Now, some of you, I'd be surprised if you're a podcast listener and you do this, but some of you are one of those that just comes in and sits down. And every time I make a comment like this, I get a negative comment on the Substitute Teacher Lounge Facebook group, but I ain't changing my mind because I feel like if, you, if you're somebody that just hands out in the assignment and sits back in a chair and does nothing, and especially if you ignore those students, well... That's not the way, in my mind, a substitute teacher should be. Here's another thing that you don't want to do. I don't care what subject you're teaching. If it's a subject you're uncomfortable with, you should not. When a student asks you a question, asks for help, you should not say, I don't know that much about this. Here's why. If you come across as a teacher, whether you know anything about it or not, don't come across as somebody, make sure you're not coming across as somebody that's not willing to help because those students will really think a lot of you. You already know if they're raising their hand to talk to you that they already consider you talk worthy. They already consider you somebody that can help them out with an issue they're experiencing. So try your best to help them out. With me, If I'm in a math class, I'm at home. That's where I want to be. If I'm in a different type of class, I'll read the assignment and say, now, I don't know 100% what this is implying. I don't know if exactly what your teacher specifically wants here, but if it were me, here's how I feel about that situation. Come across as a helpful person in that regard, and you're marketing yourself well to those students. As far as... Generally speaking to the students, you're going to go into classes where you're reading assignments. You're going to go out into classes where you're handing out assignments. Uh, Last week, I read some letters that were written to Eleanor Roosevelt, FDR's wife, after the Great Depression because people were desperate for money and they were writing her for like loans. And it was really heartfelt. And I Related that to what all of us, I'm recording this on February 26, 2022. I related that to what we all went through in March, April, and May of 2020 when COVID just started hitting us so hard. Everything was closed. 
we were afraid to go out of our homes a lot. We were in a financial situation that was uncomfortable, so much so that the government decided to provide incentives. Ironically, some of those incentives were based on programs that FDR had set up back in the 30s. So we were able to overcome a bit in that regard. Even me as a substitute teacher and and sports official, I've got some of that unemployment as well, some of the incentives to put money back into the economy. So I compare that to the Great Depression. I don't think our financial recovery took as long as it did in the Great Depression, but yet we could relate to them in a little small way because of the way we had to go through financial situations. They know, my students know, that the three most traumatic events in my life that I remember, number one was 9-11, number two was the pandemic now, and that's probably at the top of their list, and number three was the assassination of Kennedy. I was only five when that happened, but I still knew it was a monumental event. So market yourself to those students in a way as you come across as a caring teacher, a teacher willing to help, a teacher that's friendly, and maybe most importantly, if you teach them more than once and all you left the last time were negative comments about the big things, but even the smallest little things, well, guess what they're going to know about it? That teacher is going to come in the next day and say, why did you treat that sub this way? You've already lost them. You've already negatively marketed yourself so badly that they are not going to give you the time of day the next time you're in there. So the keys to marketing yourself well with a podcast, I just got to come up with a clever title that you guys like. Marketing yourself as a substitute teacher, you're not going to give yourself a title, but you're going to market yourself in such a way that everybody wants you around. It doesn't take business cards. It doesn't take gift cards. It doesn't take bribes. It doesn't take superficially saying things to teachers that, you know, if you just walk in everybody and say, oh, isn't it a beautiful day today? Nope, that is not going to go over well because you're going to look desperate and superficial. Just always be, be friendly on that opening interview. Be positive and friendly to the teachers that you sub for and the teachers you meet in the hallway. And by all means, be friendly to those students. Be willing to help them out. Be willing to market yourself. That's how you're going to get jobs. And guess what? We'll go back to leverage again. Once you do this a lot, you don't have to go looking for substitute jobs anymore. They come to you. They're going to call you and get you in there. So, that's what marketing's all about. We talked about resumes a little bit, you know, a few episodes ago, but that's different. That was a popular episode too. That's different. Marketing yourself takes your physical reactions, your personality, all that kind of stuff to market yourself appropriately and, you know, come across as the substitute teacher, not in an artificial way, superficial way, but as somebody that really cares and wants to make sure they make a difference in that classroom.